Hi guys, I'm Courtney Fox. And I'm Kathleen Acker, and we would like to welcome you to Meg's Front Page. This is your podcast to bring you up close and personal with authors who have published recent articles in JMEG and to keep you up to date with the latest in evidence-based practice. Today we have here with us Dr. Sheena Galhotra to talk about her recent JMEG publication, The Effect of Patient Positioning on Ureteral Efflux During Intraoperative Cystoscopy a randomized controlled trial. Welcome, Dr. Galhotra. Thank you. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Kathleen. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. We are so privileged to have you with us here today. So tell us about yourself. Where did you train and where are you right now? So my name is Sheena Galhotra. I am from Phoenix, Arizona, originally. I did do college here and medical school here at the University of Arizona in Tucson. And then I went to Chicago to do my OBGYN residency at Rush University Medical Center. Uh, and then I came back home to, to Phoenix to do my mixed fellowship at Banner University uh, of Arizona, Phoenix. Um, and I'm currently practicing in Scottsdale. Awesome. So what was your motivation for conducting this study? Um, so it's actually kind of a funny story. In fellowship, we did routine cystoscopies in all of our TLHs. Uh, and one of the anesthesiologists who did almost all of our cases came up with the idea that maybe standing the patient up would help them pee. Um, and I think maybe he just wanted the cystoscopy to be done quickly because, you know, anesthesia. Uh, but we actually started to put that idea into practice and we would put patients in reverse Trendelenburg if they didn't have ureteral jets within the first few minutes uh, as our first intervention before we tried any other medications. Uh, and then anecdotally, we started seeing that many of these cases, in many of these cases, the jet would happen as soon as we changed the patient's position. Someone actually later suggested to me that maybe astronauts have urinary issues because of a lack of gravity. I did look into this and I found that the data supports that astronauts, especially females, have an increased risk of kidney stones and urinary retention during space travel. So we decided to actually do an RCT to see if this observation that gravity can affect how quickly urine travels down the urinary system could actually be backed up by data. Such an interesting compa comparison and thought with the space travel. So kudos mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. So can you describe your study design? What type of participant did you enroll and what was your intervention? We decided that the best way to measure our outcomes was to do a single blinded randomized control trial. We enrolled adult patients that were undergoing benign gynecologic hysterectomy by one of our three mixed providers at the hospital where I did my fellowship. Um, the surgeries were either laparoscopic or robotic, and we did universal cystoscopy uh, during all of these procedures. The patients were excluded if they had kidney disease, any renal anomalies, unknown ureteral obstruction, malignancy, or if they were pregnant. We then randomized the two patients, the two, um, we randomized the patients into two groups. Uh, the control troop received their cystoscopy in a zero degree supine position, and the in interventional group received their cystoscopy in a 20 degree angle in reverse Trendelenburg. We standardized the cystoscopy procedure and measured the time it took to confirm that there was bilateral ure ureteral patency. 
and then we also looked at total cystoscopy time, need for alternative uh, alternative modalities to aid in visualization, and number of delayed diagnosis of ureteral injuries. So then what was your main result? Uh, so when we did the study, our results showed that overall there actually was no statistically significant differences in time to confirmation of bilateral ureteral patency or total cystoscopy time between the two groups. And then there was also no difference in the use of alternate modalities and no incidences of delayed ureteral injury in either group. But the mean time to confirmation for both groups was approximately 67 seconds, and the majority of patients had efflux within the first few minutes. These patients that effluxed really readily don't actually need any intervention at all. So when we plotted the data out on a curve, we saw that there was a divergence in the two groups that took place at about two minutes. Before two minutes, the position of the patient didn't really make any difference. But after two minutes of cystoscopy, the patients in reverse Trendelenburg seemed to efflux before the supine patients. By the eight minute mark, only 88.6% of the supine group had confirmation of patency, whereas 97.6% of the reverse T group achieved confirmation. So this suggests that for patients who haven't had efflux by two minutes, considering position change might actually be a plausible intervention. I think that's very interesting. And I know most anesthesiologists would appreciate a quicker cystoscopy at the end of the procedure. So this is great. Yeah. Have you done this in practice since graduating from fellowship? And where do you see the most practical use? So I actually just graduated fellowship this year. I started as an attending about one month ago. So I haven't yet had the chance to apply it, um, but I definitely plan on implementing this in my surgeries. I think using position change as an intervention would be most useful for patients that haven't already had efflux in the first two minutes of cystoscopy, like the results of the study suggested. Even though I think further studies are warranted, putting a patient in reverse Trendelenburg is such a low risk, low cost intervention. It should be considered before administering medications like sodium fluorescein or Lasix, which can be costly and can have adverse effects. That's so true. It's such a low risk intervention, so simple, so easy that it's definitely worth a try. I know in some of our Eurogyne procedures, um, we wake them up to cough to test the sling. And, you know, we're always like, it's so hard to cough upside down. Like you have to put them, you know, you have to put them flat or, you know, into reverse T-Berg to help. So I think that's great. Do you yeah. have any future directions for this study? Yeah, I think it is so great also because it's been, it hasn't really been studied before. I didn't find any um, studies that looked at this when I was doing my literature search. Um, so again, low cost, low risk, uh, why not try it? Um, and then as far as future directions go, uh, our study was designed to look at time to confirmation of ureteral patency for all patients undergoing routine cystoscopy, but our results suggested that the intervention probably has the most effect on patients that haven't had efflux by the two-minute mark. I think the next step would be to conduct a study looking at position change into reverse Trendelenburg as an intervention and not as a routine prophylactic measure for all cystoscopies. Confirming its validity as an intervention would help convince providers to use position change as a first-line step to help with cystoscopy before reaching for those other costly medications. 
Great. Well, thank you so much for reviewing your paper and your interesting findings with us today. I think it's safe to say that a lot of our listeners will also start implementing the reverse Trendelenburg positioning during their cystoscopies as well. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you both so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. I'm very excited about this study and uh, and I'm excited. To, I would be excited to hear if the listeners did implement this because I think it's it's definitely something to consider. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been another episode of Mixed Front Page. Happy holidays, everybody.